Well, welcome back to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Shannon. And I'm Corey. And we're so glad that you're with us today. I actually just want to give a shout out to our listeners because you told me right before we went in to record that the month of November, we actually had over 2,200 downloads for the month, which is a new record in the two years we've been doing this podcast. Blows it out of the water. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening, for sharing. And if you haven't shared this podcast, why don't you share it with a friend? Maybe go back, find an episode you really enjoyed. Maybe you thought that was helpful or maybe that you thought was just controversial and you want to have a conversation with someone, go ahead and share that podcast episode with a friend and uh, start the dialogue, start the conversation. And this actually happened to me for the first time in church this past Sunday. Someone came up and asked me a question based on one sentence I said in a sermon like three weeks ago. They're like, what do you believe about this? And I literally for the first time was, was able to say, hey, this episode on the podcast, we talked about this. Why don't you go listen the whole episode and then and then, and then text me. me. Yeah. And it was so like, I, you've had experiences with that. I haven't had that yet. So yeah. that was like really yeah. funny. I've had a couple so far. So it's been, it's just been very helpful. Hopefully you've enjoyed this resource. Um, also, if you haven't done so, please leave a review. I know we just got one uh, just a couple of days ago. It was just encouraging to us uh, to keep going. Yeah. Um, I think there is a stat out there and you've shared this with me before. Um, like what, less than 10% of podcasts actually even go 10 episodes. Mm -hmm. And of those only 10% get to like six months or something or past past 20. 20. Yeah. Yeah. And so here we are episode 99, episode 99, which means next week, what's happening next week. Yep. Which means next week is our hundredth, hundredth episode party. Crazy. We're going to be at OLPH, our lady of perpetual hops. It is uh, in new Albany and it is like a brewery that they also allow people to come in, buy drinks, but it's set up where there's darts and cornhole and um, I don't know, life-size Jenga, all kinds of stuff. So it's kid-friendly as well. And we're going to be having our 100th episode party where we are going to be recording live there at OLPH next Tuesday, December 13th. We're going to kick it off at around 6.30. So come out and uh, just hang with us while we record a podcast. I don't think we'll record that long and then we'll just be able to hang out and you can try a beer or another libation of your choosing. Or you don't have to at all. You can just hang out and just hang out. be friends with us, talk yeah. to us. Uh, speaking of that, we've said two episodes in a week that it's kid-friendly. That was because the one time we did go, there were kids there. Do we need to call and make sure that it's kid-friendly? No, actually, I was just there on Friday night after our Christmas party. We stopped by there. Um, somebody we love uh, to listen to, Dean Heckel, was playing there. We showed up on a Friday night, and there were kids running around everywhere. Perfect. What, you never asked? <laughs> no, I didn't ask, but Easier there are ask kids for, there. <laughs> forgiveness, then permission. Speaking of that, you have permission, right? This is the last episode, really kind of, that we're we're dissecting this. You have permission. You know, it comes from this idea in 1 Corinthians 6, 12, that everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. I like even more what 1 Corinthians 10, 23 says, is that uh, not everything is beneficial. Not everything is constructive. And again, we get asked this question all the time. We've been talking about it for now, nine episodes. Can I do this? Can I do that? And today is kind of a dicey subject. Now, again, if you've listened yeah. to episode on the number surface one, it is, or it may seem by the title of what you're getting ready to say. Yeah. If you've listened to this whole episode uh, on episode one, you know what we're about to say. And if, well, it's, yeah, like you just said, it's the title. So they already clicked on this knowing what the title is, but yeah. you have permission to sin. And We've unpacked a lot of this type of thought process over previous episodes. In fact, one of my favorites is episode 65 in our cow tipping series. 
where we tipped over this cow of, or the idea of confessing your sin and what that even means. You know, in this episode, we talked about the idea that you don't have to examine yourself to find sin. Rather, you examine yourself to find righteousness because of Christ. Um, And we must confess not our sin over our lives, but our sonship over our lives. Because you're not a sinner saved by grace, you're a saint saved by grace. And so sin is this topic. We get asked, we're a grace-based church. We teach a lot about uh, identity and walking that out. And oftentimes when you actually preach grace accurately, people should ask this question. So you mean I can go and do whatever I want and God still loves me? Because the answer to that is yes. But then we're going to dissect why ultimately would you want to go and do whatever you want if it creates chaos in your life? which is what sin does. If you're willingly going to go and sin, again, it doesn't determine God's favor in your life. It doesn't determine God's love over you because his love is unconditional, which we're going to unpack, but it will create chaos in your life. It will damage relationships. The reason for why we avoid sin is so that we don't damage the people that we love uh, in, in our lives. And so, yeah, you have permission to sin. And one of my favorite quotes actually came from Dr. Don Keithley. We said this in episode one. He said, you will never know you are free from sin until you are free to sin. So I want you to really think about that quote for a minute. I'm going to say it one more time. You will never know you are free from sin until you know you are free to sin. Because this quote ultimately reveals the motives of your heart. If you're avoiding sin because of, I don't even know how you would say this, like, your motives. Like what what are your motives? Are you just refraining from sin because you're scared of how God will view you? Like you haven't really actually dissected what's in your heart. Right. Or, or like if, he'll turn his back yeah. towards you or turn his face from you or whatever that may be. We have such a disgusting view of God oftentimes because we think that he's his love is based on our performance or how well we are doing or what we are uh, striving for. That, you know, if you're around Christians long enough, you'll hear them say, oh man, you know, like, because I'm not doing this or because I'm not doing that, this is, you know, God's wrath on my life. And people just have a very weird and skewed perception of who God is. That's kind of even the point of this podcast is we've been trying to paint God as loving as he really is, because he is, he is loving. And so, yeah, you will never know you are free from sin until you know you are free to sin. So let's talk about that. Yeah, we will. And also just know that we're not, encouraging sin and for people to sin. Uh, We do believe sin has real consequences, but we need to get past this idea where we think that because of maybe a sinful behavior, it somehow uh, dictates our position with God, our father. And so I think that's the first thing that we really got to talk about in Mm -hmm. this sin conversation is we really need to recognize our identity. Yeah. Um, Because I will say that, um, whenever sometimes we're walking out something that is sinful, it is because we don't know fully who we are. Yeah. And back to the conversation, if we just break down just sin at its core level, right? Even this word uh, in scripture, it's this Greek word, hermatia, and it basically just means to miss the mark. We've probably heard this taught before. It, it is like an archer's term to miss the bullseye or the target and we fall short. Um, but at the end of the day, we also have to realize that, um, man, Jesus came to take away sin, right? Behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Also apart from the law, we don't know sin and we're not Jews living under the law. We, we are not 
a part of the law. And so I would say, man, Jesus fully removed that idea that we fall short somehow. And wow. that's really why he, he came is to show uh, who his dad is and um, his dad's view of us um, at all times. And so I think sometimes when we just trip up, we forget who it is that we are hmm. um, as, as sons and daughters and as beloved children of God. Yeah. If his love is unconditional, why do we think that our conditions dictate it? You just said our behavior doesn't dictate our position in the kingdom of God, but our behavior does dictate how much of the kingdom of God flows through you. And that's why you avoid sin is because you recognize that you're heaven walking into every room. And why wouldn't you want to bring righteousness, peace, and joy into every room you walk into? And I, I love to paint it this way because I think this illustration sets it up beautifully. And you can maybe understand, you've heard me say this if, you, if you've listened to us at all for the last like five years, is let's say a prostitute gets married to the king. Like the king finds this prostitute, she finds favor with him, and he decides, you know what? I want to marry this woman. So they get married. What is her title now by definition once she gets married to a king? Queen. Queen. So this woman who was a prostitute for however many years in her life gets married to the king. Instantly, her identity is changed to queen. Now that queen will wake up every single morning. And you know what? Depending on her circumstances, depending on her life experiences, depending on her mental health, depending on what she believes to be true about her new identity, she might live like a prostitute for a couple days. She might live for a, like a prostitute for a couple weeks, maybe a couple months, maybe even a couple years, maybe even a couple decades. But eventually she will wake up and recognize her identity is no longer attached to her previous life, and she will start living like a queen. This is true for all of us. You were born into royalty. You were not born into sin nature. We talked about that on a previous episode. You have always been good in God's eyes because he only makes things that are good. He created humanity. And sin does not have more power than God's ability to create good things. So you have always been good. Yeah. Awaken to that identity. Yeah. And, and the reason, of course, that God our Father wants us to abstain from it and not walk in it because he knows how it hurts us. Like yeah. you said, there are natural consequences to sin. It has real consequences in our life. It doesn't somehow remove or separate God's love for us. It doesn't change his mind of us. It doesn't change how he views us, but he knows it also affects our life in negative, real ways. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm walking out a sinful lifestyle, I will have to worry about reputation, about my family, about broken relationship. And that's the big uh, piece in why God doesn't want us uh, to walk out a sinful lifestyle. I think that's why scripture kind of points to avoiding it. It isn't somehow because our, our, our position is going to somehow change, but our effectiveness, like you said, is going to change in how we live our life now in the kingdom. And it can really rob us from opportunity. Um, like I said earlier, it affects, I can do something and it could affect my reputation. It could also break a relationship in, um, and, and that really hurts the heart yeah. of God, I think, whenever his children have broken relationships. Yeah. And, and yeah. so, it, yeah, it doesn't affect our, like how I always have said it, uh, our vertical relationship with God, our Father, never changes, but horizontal relationships sometimes are broken because of sinful lifestyles. And that really, I think, hurts the heart of God. And that's why, um, that's why we really got to just kind of, I would say, not watch out for it, but but be mindful of it. Yeah, for sure. Like you said this a long time ago is you have permission to sin, but why would you want to? It, it is only going to create chaos in your life. And going back to that prostitution, uh, prostitute illustration, 
depending on your journey will determine how long it takes for you to wake up and recognize that you're royalty. And when you recognize your royalty, you will live differently. Again, not to oppress people, but to um, encourage and equip and empower people. If you're going to live like a king, which you are, or a queen, which you are, why wouldn't you want more people to recognize how loved they are instead of being a dogmatic king or queen who only brings chaos? Because this is so important for us to recognize this real identity truth that you have been and you always will be the royalty of God. It's time for the Christians to wake up to who they have always been to empower people properly. So again, yeah, you have permission to sin, but why would you want to? Why would you want to engage? And I love how you talked about reputation because that, that's so important. We, we talk about this illustration all the time. Like if, if our wives came to us and gave us a, a hall pass, right, from the famous movie, why would I want to take a hall pass? Why would I want to go around and sleep with someone even if I know my wife would, would love me and forgive me or whatever if she gave me this hall pass? I don't want that because I genuinely love my wife. It's the same thing with sin. Like why would you want to engage in certain things when you know it can create so much heartbreak and pain, not just to me and my wife, but to, okay, so I went to Liberty, not to put Liberty on blast, but I went to Liberty and, you know, the whole thing with Jerry Falwell, what's going on, Junior, and all the documentary uh, that I watched on Hulu of their scandal, their sex scandal, which has been crazy and bananas. And a lot of people have a lot of judgments towards them because of it. And you know what? I don't have a judgment towards them. That's their thing. If that, if that's, if people will say, oh, that's sin. If they were both um, okay Consensual. with it, cons- if they were both okay with it, husband and wife, I'm, I'm in the ballpark and I, I might say that I don't agree with this later on in life. But right now, if they're both consensual adults and they want to do extra marital things and they're both okay with it, that's between the husband and wife. That's their own thing. And I get it. Oh, Christians have a higher standard. Hey, listen, the only reason why we're judging them is because they were on a, a public platform. At the end of the day, their kids have to live with this. Right. Like, yeah, they lost their reputation. They lost their platform as president of Liberty University. They lost way more than they gained from this experience. So I don't have judgment on the experience. And and I'm not saying what I just said was like, oh, that's not sin. That's not what I said. That's between them and, and their own marriage, whatever. What I do have to say is the chaos that it's brought and they've just dragged their family name through the mud is it worth it? Is is some of the things that you're partake, participating in, is it worth it? Yeah. Do you want to live with that that reality of what you've done? Like, so some of the things that I don't engage in is because I want influence with my kids. I want my kids to be able to look at dad and be like, I'm proud of my dad. I respect my dad. I value my dad. Because if my kids don't, what what's the point? Yeah. If my, well, if my wife doesn't, what's the point? Yeah. Well, that's why it goes back to what Paul said, and that's what this whole like series has been on. Yeah. You you have permission. All things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. So, like you just said, was that permissible for what they did? I mean, I've heard a little bit of the stories. I haven't watched the documentary or got into it too much, but it's crazy. I mean, agreed upon between husband and wife is it permissible? Sure, but as of what we're seeing right now, it doesn't seem like it was that beneficial for them because of the position that they had. Yeah, and that they lost. And so the first one is recognize your identity. The second thing is you, you gotta focus on the good. And we talked a little bit about this. It is so easy to focus on the bad, but where is your focus? So oftentimes, you know, we talk about the difference between being sin conscious or savior conscious. Like I'm not trying to be sin conscious. I'm trying to be savior conscious. The more we focus on sin and trying to overcome sin, you'll find out the more that you keep sinning. Yep. 
But the more that you're focused on Jesus, you will sin less than trying not to sin by focusing on your sin. But let's just real quick talk about how good our lives are in the midst of what you might be dealing with. You know, some people are dealing with heartbreak and pain. Some people are dealing with loss. Some people are dealing with frustration. Some people are dealing with, you know, they're just in a season that they're not seeing the results that they were hoping for. So they're dealing with a lot of disappointment. We've all got stuff on the table right now that can dictate our mood. But when was the last time that you focused on the good in every one of your situation? Okay, you might be not where you you might not be where you want to be. But when was the last time that you were thankful for your spouse, thankful for your kids, thankful for health? When was the last time you just sat for 10 minutes and wrote down everything that you were thankful for from as silly as like working cars, which we take for granted because we live in the 21st century, to televisions? I've got three TVs in my house and they all have apps on it that we download from other people. (laughs) We don't pay for subscriptions. You know what I mean? Like when was the last time you were just thankful? for every little thing and every major thing in your life. And I promise you, when you start looking at and focusing on the good things in your life and recognizing that you are a good person because of what Jesus is and because Jesus created you as good, I promise you, your life will change. Uh, Most people, it's just a focus. Where's your focus at? Yeah, I don't know this is a big thing for you, especially in this season. Uh, Mm -hmm. What we just talked about before we recorded this podcast, like this season that you have very small kids you are like very heavily focused in just parenting yeah. and how sometimes that can be frustrating, but you really can't change the season that you're in. Yeah. And so let's start focusing on the good parts about the season that yeah. you're in. You, you have to, because so I was just complaining to Shannon. Literally, this is why we put this point in here. The season of life I am, I got office hours, right? I, because of our office hours being earlier now, I get to be home. I get to pick up my kids at 3.30 and I get to be home with my kids until we put them to bed at eight o'clock every day. I could complain about this season of life because it's hard, it's draining. Uh, I don't really have me time right now. Julie and I, we put our kids to bed at eight. We're in bed by nine, 9.30 ourselves. So we have like an hour, hour and a half together. She's exhausted, she's drained, she's got a full-time job. I've got a full-time job. We're trying to manage all of the ups and downs of the life right now. And I could look at this season of, I can't wait for this season to be gone. And then when I am thinking that way, when it is gone, I'll be like, oh, I wish they were young again. Because you see, you hear people talk about that all the time. I'm starting to just embrace this season. It is what it is. There's amazing parts about it. Sure, there's frustrations. Sure, I could focus on the frustrations, but there are way more good things about this season of life than frustrations. But the frustrations have been so loud because I've been focusing on them. This is a perfect example of what happens when we focus on our sin. How about you just take a minute to focus on Jesus? Focus about how good your life is right now. If you're listening to this podcast, your life is good because you're listening to this podcast on a device that most people in the world statistically don't have. Think about that. You know what I mean? Like we're in the top, was it 1% of the world? And so life is good. I wonder how different this Christmas season would be for you if you focused on how good life is. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, we've been doing the series about what Paul said. I think that's why he says in Philippians chapter four, he says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, worthy, think about such things. Like that's where your focus should be. Think about the good, focus on the good in your life. And lastly, number three is take responsibility. Again, you do have permission to sin and you will never know that you are free from sin until you know you are free to sin. But why would you want to? Where are the kings and queens in the world understanding their role, their position, 
Where is the responsibility? Yeah, it's responsibility in grace. And I think yep. that's where grace preachers and grace churches have a bad reputation because they think people think, you know, they they think that, or other people think that they can just, oh, they can just do whatever they want and they don't care and they laissez-faire and all this stuff in life. Um, but really, even Paul's message of grace got the Corinthian church to say, hey, wait, we can do all this? You mean, wait, so should we keep on sinning so that grace may abound? And of course, Paul has to say, well, no, absolutely not. Now you have permission to, under grace, you can do whatever you want to do, but not everything is going to be uh, beneficial for your life. And so there's a part of being just a, not only a son and daughter, but a citizen of the kingdom where you portray our king in a great way. And so, um, so yeah, I really think that there is this responsibility piece that we have to pick up along with the message of grace. For sure. They're, we're not saying that go and do whatever you want, although we are saying go and do whatever you want. But you'll find that when you understand who you are as a royal king or a royal queen, what you want is much different because you're not striving for a position. You already have it. So why wouldn't you want to just take responsibility and go love people well in your season, regardless of, of the disappointments and the hurts and the pain? You have an opportunity today to take some responsibility and love people well. That's what I got. Yeah, no, I like it. I also, I think I'm just going to add in here real quick too, under this responsibility piece. Um, of course, I know this is something that I heard you say a long time ago. Jesus did not take away our ability to sin. He took away the effectiveness of it. Mm-hmm. And so when you get to that place, I think that's where you really begin to experience the peace of God and being able to rest in that position, knowing who you are, knowing who he is, and knowing that he did really defeat the effectiveness of sin, which is death on the cross. And so we get to just live the abundant life. And I think it's great. Yeah. And so recognize your identity, focus on the good, take responsibility. You do have permission to sin, but why would you want to when you know how loved you are and you know the power that you possess because of Christ living in you? Yeah. And so if this podcast blessed you in any way, why don't you go ahead and share it with a friend, have a dialogue around it. And with that, just know you're loved and there's nothing you can do about it.